You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. guys didn't tell him happy birthday like I didn't tell him my bad happy birthday (laughs) oh man how good is God I mean he's so good he's great right Um, I have all kinds of notes here because I'm all over the board right now Um, the Bible says in first Thessalonians 5 7 to pray without ceasing or to always pray always pray and um, I pray a lot uh, because uh, I'm all over the board. So we're going to pray first before I even go further, okay? If you guys can just join me in this prayer. And, uh, and as we pray, please, I beg you, please ask the Holy Spirit to be here, okay? Whew. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord, this day that you made. You made this day. We will rejoice in it, Lord. We will rejoice. Lord, we need you here today, Holy Spirit. We invite you. Lord, help us to focus on your word. Father God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, to open up hearts. Remove scales from the eyes, Lord. Help us to see clearly what you want us to see. Help us to hear. Open the ears, Lord. Help us to hear what you want us to hear. Lord, there's people in this room right now who came for this message, Lord, for this specific message, to hear about the Super Savior. Yeah, we know it's Super Bowl Sunday, God, but nobody's as victorious as you are. You're the victorious one. You defeated death. You defeated death, Lord. And it's you, Jesus, who brings life. Oh, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you so much, God. Uh, I just thank you for my cousin, pastor over here i ask you to bless him and his wife shauna i ask you to just give them so many blessings that they're like wow continue to bless them lord i bless i ask you to bless this church god bless all the people here bless the volunteers lord what amazing people you brought together god it's you lord it's all you we give you glory in jesus name amen 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 so a little bit about myself really quick before we go into the message um I, as my cousin said, and I, I have a hard time saying pastor. Hey, pastor said. Um, <laughs> as my primo said, uh, I grew up in Lordsburg, New Mexico, um, where I, I, I had two amazing parents. Uh, my, my father uh, was an educator for 30-plus years. He taught special education. He was a principal. Uh, my mother was an educator where she uh, um, does special education as well. Uh, I mean, they gave me everything I needed to be successful. Um, and then, and then I, I grew, grew up, thought I knew it all, went, moved over to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, started learning on my own. And uh, uh, decided to go a different route. Um, went off the path for a little while. Uh, got involved with a lot of drinking. That was my go-to. Uh, my go-to was the, the alcohol. Uh, Budweiser and, and Southern Comfort were, were my drink of choice at the time. 
and uh, it led me to a lot of other uh, more extreme things, uh, including methamphetamines, uh, where I, I became a meth addict uh, for, for a good while, for about six years. And then um, I, got, I, I started selling it uh, because it, it was a great way to uh, have some good money and, and to keep my habit going. Uh, so I got busted in, in about 2003. Uh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that I got busted uh, because if it wasn't for that moment, uh, for me saying, God, I need your mercy. I need your mercy. If it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't even be right here today, right? Because if he hadn't said, dude, you, your, your parents are praying for you. Let's, let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's get this right. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I got busted, uh, went and did all the, the uh, rehab and halfway house, lived in the halfway house for about a year. And then uh, uh, during that time, uh, I started AA at the, t at the same time, uh, or I, I started my sobriety with uh, AA. And uh, my cousin, we have another cousin who lives in Vegas, and they're doing a clean life type thing. Uh, you should check it out. Ask him about more information, especially if you have friends, family members, or even yourself. I know it's hard uh, to, to uh, swallow the pride and, and, and get that corrected, but, uh, you know, we, that's where we want to get to. You know what I mean? There, there's so many. Oh, okay, so they got it here now. They got it here. Yeah, that's right. I think you told me that. My, my bad. Uh, so the, you do have it here. So, again, get more information. If you have friends or family, I mean, uh, we were talking, my, my mother and I on the way over here, uh, one of my family members, um, uh, I was having some issues with some drugs, alcohol type things. And I said, man, just pray. I know it hurts. I know it brings back bad memories. But in his time, in his time, again, it's all his, right? In his time, he will do what he, he's got to do for his purpose. And that's the crazy part. It's all his. Um, so again, uh, I, got, I got better. I was getting better. And then I went back to school in New Mexico State. Go Aggies. Guns up. No Aggies in here? My bad? No? All right, you're an Aggie, all right. Texas Tech, I bet, though. Oh. NMSU Aggies, I graduated there with my degree in journalism and mass communications. Um, and then uh, during that time is when I started my career, my career as, uh, in media relations and sports information. I started working for the college athletics department there. Um, and uh, I was an intern at first. And then in 2008, my internship was up. And uh, raise your hand if you remember, in 2008, there was a recession. There was a recession, right? Everybody's nodding their head. And, and over at New Mexico State, they were cutting jobs left and right. People got laid off. They were there for 10, 20 years. They got laid off. And people had to take furloughs. People had to take furloughs. Hey, you got to take a day off because we don't have enough money to pay for you. Bah, okay. So then they, they, during that time, here's the cool thing. During that time, I said, man, I told my buddy, I want to work for you still. I love this job. I like what I'm doing. What do I do? Well, you got to come to church and let's go pray because there ain't no jobs. Okay, cool. So I started going to, to, a, to a Christian church, and this was in 2008. Uh, I started going to Christian church. I grew up Catholic, uh, and, and we, we prayed and prayed and prayed, and a job out of nowhere was created, a whole new position for me. Right? I mean, wow. When there was... Job cuts, furloughs being taken, okay? And then uh, so I was like blown away. So I kept, I was like, I got to thank the Lord. I'm like, man, I came over here to pray for a job. I'm going to come and thank him for the job. And during that time, I never knew, I never saw this coming. Never saw it coming. Because I, I grew up Catholic and oh, 
sign cross and got my rosary and all these other things, right? Um, I never saw it coming. I'm sitting there and I'm sitting on, on this side of the, it's like the, the podium's over here. I'm sitting on this side. It was dark like this and I'm sitting there and the man was giving a sermon and he gave the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that was in 2008 of the spring. And I remember that he gave the purpose why Jesus came. He gave the main purpose. He gave, Jesus came for a lot of reasons, right? But he gave for one main reason. And we're going to talk about that reason. Okay? We're going to talk about that reason here in a bit. Uh, so I, that, it was in 2008 when I took in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, and, and ever since that day, just let me tell you, I, anybody like roller coasters? Any roller coaster fans here? Dude, this is the coolest roller coaster ride of my life. I mean, I'm like, woo! That was crazy. That was crazy. Man, I don't know if I want to do that again. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Woo! You know what I mean? And 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 again, it's just wild. It's a wild, wild ride with Jesus. Wild ride. I, I get to meet so many amazing people. Can you put up some pictures? Uh, Mr. Media, Miss Media person, I forget your name. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Can you forgive me? You, I'm forgiven. Thank you. So uh, this is a picture of me. And uh, anybody know who that is? Lou Holtz. He coached Notre Dame, right? Right. I, I got to meet him over in uh, Orlando one year, and uh, I said uh, I, everybody was meeting him, and uh, I approached him. And I said, Hey, let me give you the prediction for next year's college football season. He goes, well, you got the prediction? I said, yeah. I said, New Mexico State's going to go undefeated, and they're gonna, it's going to wreck all the whole college football rankings. And he goes, man, you're a funny guy, he tells me. <laughs> New Mexico State's probably like 3 and 28 in the last three years or something like that. Anyways, uh, how about another picture really quick? This man right here, okay, this, who won the national championship game this year? LSU. Any Tigers? Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger right here. Anyways, that man right there is an assistant coach. He was the offensive coordinator for uh, Louisiana State. Uh, if you go and look in the news, uh, look for Steve Esminger. I, 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 he's my new compa. He's my new compa, Steve. Uh, we had a good talk. He lost his daughter-in-law uh, right before the, the semifinal game in a plane crash. If you look it up, you'll see the story. And my job that day was to escort Mr. Steve uh, through the media. And I had to escort him to his, his little booth. And he asked me to be his, uh, his I guess, stand, standby guy. And uh, I had to make sure that nobody asked about that tough situation. He just wanted to talk football. And uh, I was uh, obedient. We got to use that word obedient because that's what we need to do with Jesus when he asks us to do stuff, right? We got to be obedient. So um, that's what I had to do. And it was kind of tough at first, but there was only one tough question thrown out and I, I but the grace of God handled that gracefully because I don't handle things gracefully all the time let me tell you that so how, uh, another picture please that's me on the field at the national championship game as you can see in my smile I'm just blown away that God put me in this position I didn't do it on my own trust me how does a meth addict get to go to the national championship game? How does a former meth addict get to go to Hawaii 10 times for free? <laughs> answer me that. If you have, a, if you have a, an answer for that, I, I, I would like to talk to you. Honestly. Okay, how about another? 
so we can get to this message. I was at the media day. It's amazing how much media there. All national media is there at the media day. Another picture, please. That's me. <laughs> Who's this guy right here? That's Herm Edwards. That is Herm Edwards. And again, uh, a friend of mine sent me that picture because I was on the news station. They were doing an interview with Herm Edwards. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting back there in the back all cheesy. <laughs> and so anyways, again, Herm Edwards is, a, is another man of God. Uh, it's amazing that I get, got to shake his hand, speak with him uh, for, that, for that brief moment. That was at, at this year's game, this year's Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl football game, which is held in El Paso, Texas, uh, which I, I believe I met a man in the back with the media group. He was there. Uh, my primo showed up to the game. He was a, sorry guys, forgive him because he was a Sun Devils fan that day. Sorry. Next picture, please. <laughs> we're, we're practicing a lot of forgiveness today. A lot of forgiveness. That's a picture of my name tag. Uh, I just had it on that morning, and I went to a Bible study in the morning. I just did a quick picture about how we always need to go to the Word of God, always stay connected. Next picture, please, if we got any more. Oh, this one right here, really cool. Uh, anybody guess who that man is? Archie Manning. Oh, <laughs> the, the father of Peyton Manning and, and uh, the other Manning that just, uh, Eli, Eli Manning. Uh, he, Eli just uh, retired, uh, super humble man, so gracious as well. So um, any other pictures I send you guys? That's, uh, look at that painting that God, uh, that, that God made right there. That's El Paso, Texas. I get to see that site often. That's my office right there. That's, where I, that's, my, that's how I get to work. Who gets to do that? Again. Think about the grace of God. I, I have two DWIs under my belt. I have a felony under my belt. Think about the grace of God. Think about it in your own life. What have you, what have you done? What have you said? Who have you angered? And the Lord still brings us together like this. Right? How cool is that? Any other pictures that I sent? I, Nope, that's it. Cool. Awesome. Let's pray again one more time. Lord, I just thank you for your grace, Lord. I thank you so much. It's amazing. It's so amazing for your saving grace, Lord. I ask you, Lord, that you may send salvation today. Send salvation. Be so gracious, Lord. Be merciful. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and get into the text today here. Uh, like I said, I, I, I have lots of notes. I, I, I'm always writing. Okay, and I, and, and I was reading this morning and getting to the church and praising him, crying out, God, I need you. You know, uh, he gave me this, and this isn't in the notes right now, so I'm just going to read this really quick, okay? 1 Corinthians 1.17 says, Christ did not give me the work of baptizing people. He gave me the work of telling the good news. He sent me to tell the good news without using clever speech, which would take away the power that is in the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not the most intelligent of people. I'm not, it's so wild because I, I do a lot of writing. That's part of my job is to, to write and speak. Um, but I don't have, at least I'm not, I don't believe that I have that confidence where I'm the most intelligent person. And it's wild because I, I graduated as a salutatorian of Lordsburg High School in 1997. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but he gave me this job. 
He gave me this job, right? Um, I, I used to have a ministry where I, uh, for about, geez, I probably lasted four years, five years, where I would text every morning anywhere between 150 to 200 people, send out a text message with the, message, with the, with the word of God. And in, in one of my last messages, um, I said this, that I have, I have two jobs that God gave me specifically. We all have giftings. Everybody has a gift, right? My giftings are, number one, to encourage, and number two, to evangelize. And some of you guys are like, well, it should be evangelism first, bro. No. That's according to you, according to me and him. Again, it's a personal relationship, right? It should be a personal relationship between me and him. God says, dude, there's a lot of people down in the dumps. You're the one that's going to be the one to encourage them. And then I'm over there all crying, oh, God, Lord, I'm so sad. Eddie, get up. Get up. I gave you, I gave you grace. I saved you for a reason. Okay, God. I have to be obedient again. I have to be obedient and start getting back into the word. It's here, right? We got to get the word into our mind. The Bible says that we, are re we, we become renewed by the, by the hearing of the word, right? That we are renewed by reading his text. Okay? When my cousin called me, he called me and says, Hey, primo, this guy can't make it. Dude, I've been, I've been asking you for a long time. I'm going to bring you this year. Okay, cool, man. Let me know. Let me know. I'm down. Yeah, I text him, hey, what's up? Any, any updates? Any updates? When I, when, when I could go speak? And why I was reaching out to him, I don't know, because um, it's, I don't know why. And, and all of a sudden, he calls me back. Hey, Super Bowl Sunday, that's what we're bringing you. You're going to talk about the Super God on Super Bowl Sunday. Cool, yeah. Get off the phone with them. As soon as I get off the phone, the attacks start coming. The attacks start coming. Eddie, you're not worthy. Shauna, thank you for the song and the prayer, by the way. If you're in here, thank you so much. Because um, the, the attacks started coming. You're not worthy. You, 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 you don't, you're not able to stand up here where, at this podium and, and at this pulpit and speak to other people. No, no, Eddie, not you. I started crying again. Oh, Lord, what did I get myself into? So the text said, I started praying, literally started crying and praying, literally started crying and praying. Let me say that one more time. Literally started crying and praying. Okay? And I say that for a reason, because I want you to be encouraged that you're able to do that to him, with him, one-on-one, one-on-one. -on -one. Cry and pray with God. Cry and pray with God. Open up to him. Be transparent, okay? So I started crying and praying, and he sent me the text. He sent me the text. Go, now you can go to your notes. You can go to your notes here. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 uh, through 12. By God's special gift of grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I became a servant to tell the good news. He gave me that grace by using his power. His power. I am the least important of all of God's people. But he gave me, he gave me this gift to tell the non-Jewish people the good news about the riches Christ has. Any non-Jewish people in here? These riches are too great to understand fully. And God gave me the work of telling all the people about the plan for his secret truth. The secret truth has been hidden in him since the beginning of time. 
He is the one who created everything. His purpose was that all the rulers and the powers in the heavenly places will now know the many different ways he shows his wisdom. They will know this because of the church. We are the church. We come together. We are the church. This building is not the church. These guys up here are the church. These ladies over here are the church. And then they start talking to each other about the grace of God. You know what I mean? That gives glory to God. They do it outside. They can do it over on the road. They can do it at the coffee shop. It doesn't have to always be here. It should be every day. When you're at the gas station, hey, check it out, man. Jesus saved me. What? And you start talking about the Lord. This agrees with the plan God had since the beginning of time. He did what he planned. He did it through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Christ we come before God with freedom and without fear. We can do this because of our faith in Christ. What's the, the one, the, the Philippians verse that everybody always throws out there, especially the athletes? Flip 4.13 or something like that, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I didn't want to come today. I ain't lying. I, I, I was late yesterday. I woke up 6 a.m., went to my men's group meeting, all excited. Hey, guys, I need prayer, man. I'm going to go and preach. and I need prayer. Oh, you got it, brother. You got it. Yeah. Put the hands on you and pray and pray, walking out, all. Go and get a haircut. I'm like, tell my barber, this girl I know, we talk about God. I said, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to Arizona. Oh my God, you're so good. You're always so good at this. You're a natural. You got this. Cool, well, make me look good because I got to look good while I do this too, yo. It's a good barber, huh? <laughs> so I walk out of that. I'm like, Fresh cut, fresh cut. Get home, get home. I'm by myself. Uh-oh, guess what comes back? <laughs> the attacks. So I'm ner and I'm nervous, I'm nervous. And uh, so I say, you know what? I'm gonna work this out, I'm gonna work this out. I'm all into my fitness these days. I don't know, if you guys get me on social media, you'll see. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and all that good stuff. And I'm always posting, getting, lifting the weights. And, and before you know it, it's in the afternoon and I'm way late. I was supposed to be in Lordsburg by 2 p.m. I'm barely leaving, walking out my house. My mom calls me. Where are you? Well, I'm barely leaving, mom. Ooh, hello. you were supposed to be here. We're here waiting. And I said, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll be right there. So I get there, we get on the road, me and mom start talking. I had to admit again, I had to humble myself. I didn't do it at first. I should have done it at first. It would have, it would have stopped that argument. I had to humble myself and tell my mom, mom, I, I didn't come on time because I'm nervous. You are? You? I said, I'm nervous. It happens to us. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Right? Right? So again, I talk about his grace. We talk about his grace. What is grace? One of the notes that I had in here um, says, the word grace denotes God's unmerited love and favor toward human beings. 
it can be broadly understood as kindness or blessings from God that we don't deserve. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Again, I, I, I think about the Hawaii trip, about the Hawaii trips, should I say. Ten times. I go the first time and I'm like, wow, I'm in Hawaii, wow. Everything's wonderful, paradise. This is what heaven must be like. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> anyway, so then I go back a second time. Wow, God, I'm, I'm here again. Wow, this is cool. And before you know it, I'm there 10 times and I have people, I have friends in Hawaii now. Grace, where that if I go to Hawaii now, I have a church to go to in Hawaii now. One Love Ministries, check it out, man. OneLoveMinistries.org. He's a, a powerful preacher there. Waxer Tipton is his name. Um, Ten times. You're like, well, what's so big deal about that, Eddie? What's so big deal? Again, let me take you back to my testimony. I'm a convicted methamphetamine dealer. I was convicted of selling meth to an undercover cop. Think about that real quick. A convicted meth dealer gets to go to Hawaii ten times for free. Tell me that's not grace. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. And that's how grace, and that's only like a little, that's not even a drop of his grace. That's like a half a drop of his grace, if even that. If even that. So let's talk about more of his good news. And, and, and I, I present the good news in a sense that, that it'll be very appreciated. I want to make sure I got plenty of time to do this. I, it looks like I do. Um, uh, I, 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 give the, I give the gospel in a different sense to where I want to make sure that you fully appreciate the good news when it's put against the bad news, right? So let's go through the notes really quick here. Um, everything in life has good news and bad news associated. The entire truth is generally found in combination of both. Emphasizing one side of the exclusion of the, exclusion of the other is not the whole truth. The same is true for the gospel of Jesus Christ, okay? And, and we got to think, before Jesus came, right, um, God, God led people through uh, his law. He gave the Ten Commandments, right? But we know by reading his word that the law doesn't save you. The law does not save you. To me, the way I have a perspective on that is the law is there to help me make adjustments in life. To help me adjust, okay? For example, one wouldn't know until it was exposed through the word that lying is not good. Some might think, well, you know what? I'm going to just tell this person that to gain something. They'll tell a lie to gain something. But then the Lord says, no, thou shalt not lie. I'm like, okay, Lord, let me make the adjustment. Let me make the adjustment. And then the Lord's like, I still love you though, Eddie. Even though I lied? Yes. Yes. I love you. I want you. I want you. I want you. I don't need you. You don't need me? No. But I want you. Okay? The bad news, spiritual speaking, is... We are all sinners. There it is. We are all sinners. I'm going to fill it out with you guys, okay? 
deserving of hell for our sin against a holy God. And again, the law shows us, it's a mirror, right? Um, all you minly men with nice beards and mustaches not like mine, all scraggly, we get, we get the mirror, right? And we look and we say, oh, yeah, right here. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I better pluck right here. <laughs> Without that mirror, right? We just kind of, it's kind of a guessing game. You know what I mean? The mirror help us, helps us to get better. Those adjustments again. Okay? Those adjustments. Number two, our sin has kept us from his presence and eternal life. John 3, 15 through 20. Our sin separates us. Okay? Our sin separates us. No one can earn I used to, uh, I, gotta, I gotta give this example. Um, before I got busted, uh, I did some good things too, right? And then I got busted and, and I had to go to, to, to court. And when I went to court, um, I had to tell the judge, you know, I had to be in front of the judge. And uh, I said, judge, you know, I did this, I went to AA, and I helped this person, and I went to, to this class, and I helped this group of kids, and, and, and you know, I gave all these good examples so I could earn my way out of this conviction, or which I thought I could do. And the judge says, okay, cool, well, that's good, that's good you did that, it looks like you're getting right back on track, but I still, you're still guilty. I'm still guilty? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're guilty as charged. You're guilty as charged. And that's, again, the, the law shows us that. Just like the laws here. Oh, you, 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 went, you went 92 in a, in a 60? Well, you broke the law. Okay? And here, we'll get back to that with the grace of God and Jesus, what Jesus does to us, does for us. Um, so no one can earn his way in, okay? No one can, you can't build enough parks for kids. You can't build enough buildings for the homeless to earn your way in, okay? Our best human efforts to please God are like filthy rags. Again, without Jesus, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? Some, uh, some evangelists and street preachers focus only on the bad stuff, on the bad part of it. And um, uh, I want to I make sure that we look at both parts, but, but really emphasize the good part. Really emphasize it, okay? And I'm going to present this really quick. Um, and I want you guys just to really focus on yourself. Don't look around at anybody else, okay? This is only between you and him. It's a personal relationship. I hear that so much in Christianity, cousin. It's about a relationship. It's not about a religion. Okay, cool. What does that mean? Well, it's just you and God, you and his word. You, you can't have a relationship without his word. Because you'll be all praying, 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 and you're like waiting to hear from God. And... No, it's up in, until you open this thing. It was a, until I opened this thing that I, that I got back to his promise that I was his vessel, as my cousin called me earlier, as a man that told me, you're a vessel. I don't even know you, dude. But I am. 
he created me as a vessel for him and, and it, at times it's scary because he will use me as he pleases you know I just always ask him be merciful Lord help me to overcome this but be merciful <laughs> balance gotta have balance so again look at yourself okay only between you and God only between you and God alright again who in here would consider themselves to be a good person? Would you consider yourself a good person? Right? I, I, I do at times. I think I'm a good person at times. You know, and that would present to me one time. Hey, you're a good person? Yeah. Why do you ask? Well, I just, you know, want to share some good news with you. Oh, okay. Um, well, you think God considers you to be a good person? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, according to him, only he's good. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, you know, he looks at us of, of how, how we are like him. God is holy, holy, holy. It says it in his word, it's three times holy. Not only holy, my cousin's holy, but he's holy, holy, holy. Like my cousin could never reach that kind of holiness. You know what I mean? Like ever, ever, ever. As much as he tries, he could never reach it with only, only with the help of one person. We'll get to that soon. Okay, so I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good, well... Well, let's, let's, let's find out according to what God says. And I said, well, I'm cool with that. Yeah, let's do it. So the man tells me, hey, have you, have you ever told a lie? I said, well, yeah. Yeah, over, you know, when I was little and even when I was younger in my 20s and, you know, being the, the person that I was and selling the drugs that I sold. And Well, what do you call that? I said, well, I guess a liar. Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? And I said, oh, man, I used to steal a lot. I used to steal from Home Depot. We would steal all kinds of stuff and build a big old fence. And we used to steal from Dillard's. And I had a really good wardrobe from Dillard's. And, um, you know, uh, I could go on and on, you know. And he goes, well, what do you call somebody who steals? A thief? Have you ever murdered anybody? No, I never murdered anybody. What are you talking about? I'm not that loco. I'm a loco, but not that loco. He says, well, according to the word of God, he says, even if you have hatred towards somebody and you, you say some hateful things, you're going to murder their spirit. I said, well, I guess then I'm a murderer because I said some ugly things to some people. Have you ever coveted? What does that mean, sir? What does that mean? I told him. He goes, like you wanted other things that other people had that weren't yours. God didn't give you that, but you want that. Well, Pretty sure I have coveted them. Most, it seems like probably most humans would covet. He goes, have you ever committed adultery? I said, how? How could I commit adultery? I've never even been married. I said, I've never even been with a married woman, so I haven't cheated. I haven't taken anybody's wife. And he goes, well, Jesus takes it to the next level. I said, who? He goes, Jesus. Oh, okay, I've heard of that guy. Yeah, Jesus takes it to the next level. He goes, he says in his word that even if we look at another with lust, that we're already committing adultery within our own heart. I said, dang, dude, that Jesus, that Jesus guy's up there, isn't he? He goes, yeah, man. <laughs> and, then he go, and, then I, and then we move on, and, and the, man tells, the man tells me, he goes, by your own admission, Eddie, you're a lying, thieving, murderer, adulterer at heart. He says, he goes, that's only four of the ten. I said, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he goes, and he tells me, in the book of James, out of the Bible, he says that the Lord says that even if we break one, we break them all. I said, 
I already broke four and we haven't even got through the ten. And he says, yeah. Again, the sin keeps us from his presence. The sin keeps us from his presence, right? So I was pretty, I was pretty rattled. And he, the man tells me, based on this, Eddie, he says, based on this, would you consider yourself innocent or guilty before God? And I said, well, I guess I've broken the law, so I'd be guilty as charged. And he goes, if you're guilty, do you think you get to go to heaven or hell? I know that word right there is a scary word. I even hate saying it. It hurt me right now just to say it, okay? He says, would you go to heaven or hell based on the breaking of the law? I said, well, if I'm guilty, I would go to, go to hell. He, go, he tells me, well, does that concern you? And I said, from what I understand about hell, that's very concerning. Because I love to be around you guys. I love to be around people. And, and if I'm separated from everybody for eternity in the darkness, uh-uh. I'm a social butterfly, by the way. So if I, if I had to be by myself forever and ever and ever and ever in the darkness forever and ever, uh-uh. No. He says, well, do you want to hear more about not being in hell? Do you want to hear about the grace of God? And I said, yeah. Yeah. He goes, Jesus loves you. I said, even, even though I broke all those laws, those commandments? He goes, yeah. He wants you. He wants me? He wants you guys. He wants everybody in this room. Okay? It says right there, the good news is, God loves us. God loves us. He wants a relationship with his human creation and has communicated with us in a variety of ways, such as nature and the Bible. The skies talk about his glory. Remember that picture that I showed with the sunset over the stadium? That was God saying, I love you, Eddie. I gave you a really cool job. You don't even deserve this job, but I gave it to you anyways. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus is coming in human form to live among us. We, 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 those of us who have read the Bible know what he's done for us okay God does love us he does want to bless us he wants a relationship with us a relationship with us and desires to teach us his ways so that we can become all he created us to be oh coming up so again remember the story about me being in the courtroom and 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 about the judge saying you're guilty Here's an example of what Jesus does for us. When, when the judge says, Eddie, you're guilty. Jesus opens the back door just how these, how these ones came up and came up all sneaky. Jesus is there all of a sudden standing right there beside me right there. And, and, and the, the judge gave me the sentence. And Jesus, Jesus steps in front of me and says, Judge, I'm here to take the sentence for Eddie. I'm here to pay for his crime. You know how he was driving 92 miles in a 62? I have $500 for that. You know how he sold the meth to all those people and you said he's guilty for that? Here, take me in for those five years that you've given him. He says, I'm going to take his place. He goes, if there's a crime, there must be time paid. 
and I'm going to pay that time for him because I love him. That's the same thing spiritually speaking. Okay? Same thing. We have lied. We have uh, adultered. We have stolen. Again, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Don't even talk to anybody about it today. Just look at yourself with God and say, God, you know what? I did tell a lie. You know what? I was angry at my, my brother. You know what? I was angry at my sister. You know what? I did say that about them. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Have mercy on me. I need your grace. I need your grace. That's what he does. That's the mercy of God. Is him going up on that cross. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again because that's what I believe, cousin. And, and if you disagree with me, you can tell me. Okay? But think about Jesus standing just there, nailed. There's nails in his feet. Nails here and here. A crown of thorns. And they pushed it down. And then before he was even up on the cross, they whipped him. Whack, 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 over and over. Taking that punishment. Taking my punishment. Because he loves me. And he wants me to have a relationship with the Father in heaven. He, the Holy Spirit is pulling somebody here today. The Holy Spirit is pulling on somebody's heart right now. Saying, I want you. I forgive you. You did lie. You did do drugs. You did get drunk. But that's okay because I love you and we're going to clean that up in my time. Who believes that today? If you believe that, accept it. So right now, I, uh, it seems like they're here to sing and I want to go ahead and just offer this today. If you have never taken Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believing that He, the giver of life, wants you and wants a relationship with you, I ask, will you do that today? Will you do that today? With that said, I'm going to go ahead and pray again because I just have the the notion, and then we'll, I want to finish these notes really, really fast, okay, but I want to pray. As I, as, as I said earlier in First Thessalonians, it says to pray without ceasing, pray all the time. So, Father God, Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for standing in the gap for us. Lord, whoever it is that you're speaking to today, Lord, I ask you, Father God, to grab a hold of their heart. Grab a hold of their heart, Lord, and let them know how much you love them. Let them know that you, Jesus, took the punishment. Let them know, Lord, that yeah, they, made a, made a, they might have made a mistake, but you will help them to correct it. Lord, we know that you, Jesus, give us strength. So we ask you to give us strength to get through this, Lord, to get through this, through this time, Lord, this uncomfortable time, as we know that you are uncomfortable on the cross with nails in your hands. We know that you are uncomfortable pouring out all your blood that cleanses us of sin, that makes us white as snow. Lord, we ask you for mercy. We ask you for grace. We ask you forgiveness. We ask you to send the Holy Spirit. We 
want, we want to be with you just like you want to be with us, Lord. We thank you so much, God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, I present the bad news because I don't know about you, but now I feel a little bit even lighter knowing the good news that, yeah, I might have messed up, but Jesus loves me so much. When we, until we know the bad news, we cannot truly appreciate the good news. Until we understand that we are destined for hell because of our sin, the wages of sin is death, okay? But Jesus is the restorer of life. He's the one that raises from the dead, okay? We cannot appreciate all that Jesus did for us on the cross. And if we don't realize how hopeless, hopeless we are, we won't recognize the great hope Jesus offers. Until, unless we recognize that we are sinners, again, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? It says it in the Bible in the book of Romans that every person falls short of the glory of God. So stop beating yourself up today like I beat myself up yesterday. Oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, I can't go to church. I can't go and talk to my brother. Stop it stop it and understand that he loves you understand that we have this sin nature it's awful but he wants to cure us he has the cure he is the healer he is the healer know that I've seen him raise people from the dead one person from Loris Norma Barrios literally saw her raised from the dead a guy from Las Cruces, who is now paralyzed from the waist down, saw him be raised from the dead from a motorcycle accident. Uh, a kid who was in an ATV rollover got his, his skull smashed, his skull smashed by the, by the crossbars, saw him raised from the dead. A man who I call my miracle, I call him my miracle, six foot five, love hugging him, he's so friendly, stage four cancer, saw Jesus heal him. Starts with the belief, a belief in the mind. Renew it, renew it with his word. Find his promises, find his promises and keep them installed into your heart. Know that Deuteronomy 31.6 says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So be strong and courageous. And then he reminds us in the very next book in Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous because he's going to go before you. And I think he says it a couple of times in the New Testament as well. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you till the end of time. I'll be with you till that's how grace till the end of time. He gives us he gives us that gift of choice. And all we got to do is choose him. Cuz we have that gift all the way till we die. That gift of choice. The moment we die, we lose that choice. So, I hope you make that choice today to follow Jesus. That's awesome. You know, uh, Eddie, I was thinking about it takes a bold step to come to God. It takes a bold step. You got you to gotta come out of yourself. Sometimes you got to come out of your family. Some, you know, talk, we talked about that. We, sometimes you got to come out of your peers, your friends, but it takes a bold step. But Jesus took a bold step when he came into a sin-felt world when he had no sin so that we could have a relationship with the Father. And, 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 and tonight, today we're going to end with a bold step. 
There's some of you in here that you've never taken a bold step with God. But God's calling you today for a bold step. You know, Eddie took a bold step toward Jesus and Jesus met him right there and, and God has done miracles in his life and he's not done. He's going to do continued miracles in his life. But he wants to do the same thing in your life. Amen. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, and this is crazy, but you gotta forsake everything that's behind you for what's ahead of you. And what's ahead of you with God is good. It's good. So Eddie, I want you to go down there. And I want us to stand. And I'm going to ask someone to take a bold step. Because God wants to change your life today. And the bold step is you're going to come forward and say, you know what, I'm, so, I'm going to give my life to God. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to take this bold step. And if you're with someone that maybe is afraid, apprehensive, kind of like Eddie. Eddie was apprehensive, you know, when we said... Uh, come down and speak at Living Word Chapel Oracle and he was excited about it until the devil got a hold of him and said hey you don't deserve to be there you can't talk and yet he talks to so many people this guy right here is is being used by God for he's got a big platform but maybe you're here today and you've been you've been uh, uh, reluctant to take that step that God wants you to take as we close with a song you're taking a bold step for Jesus and you're going to come forward. And we're going to let God work. Amen? And you're going to leave that world behind you. So go ahead and start playing, babe, whatever, whatever God gives you. And, uh, and, and we will let God be God in what he's going to do in your life today. And everyone else pray for that one person, for those two people, those three people, those five people. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh this has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.